Hello and welcome to Three Guys Talk Film, the podcast where three guys talk film. Uh, my name is Chris and I'm joined today by the usual two, Nathan and George. And today we were going to be talking about James Bond, but obviously it's been delayed because of the coronavirus. So instead, we are going to be talking about Disney Pixar and giving our top threes of Disney Pixar films. Yeah, because well, basically Onward is now out, I believe. Yep. It's out this week, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's been uh, another one that's been well received by critics anyway. I don't know the kind of box office figures, but... I mean, Chris Pratt basically playing Blue Andy Dwyer is okay for me. Yeah, and then Tom Holland just being playing Tom, Tom Holland. Holland yeah. Are either of you going to go and see it? Nah, probably yeah. not. Probably not. I don't. I would if I had like the disposable tenor. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, if I had the disposable two hours, I probably would as well. But yeah. I think it's a like when it eventually pops up on like Amazon or Netflix or something else. Yeah, I might give it a bash. Then, yeah. But then again, I can say that about Coco. Like I'm not saying that either. And that's like meant to be one of the best Disney Pixar films for ages. Supposedly, yeah. yeah. But anyway. But anyway. Not saying what, what other people think. It. Yeah, yeah. So let's say about us. So, George, should we do honourable mentions first? I'll start with an honourable mention. Shout out to Finding Nemo, an absolute classic, of course. Uh, one of the key childhood films, I think, for basically our entire generation. <laughs> Just grew up with that. And what what a story as well. It's great. Um, amazing cast. I think they just get Willem Dafoe in to be like the the black and white fish in the fish tank, right? Yeah. 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 And that just, that flex is just impressive. It's really, just like Big Sal being like, we can do what we want. Yeah, basically. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just a nice, cute story. Some nice animal rights activism in there, which I appreciate. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, but no, it's just peak Pixar, really. It's got everything that, that Pixar's about, you know, humour, heart, uh, an actually interesting story. And... It's a classic. Mm. Nate Dog. Yeah, my mine's probably Toy Story One. Okay. The first. Because it kicked it off. Because it kicked it all off, where it all began. And like I say, th- this whole thing is just like a massive nostalgia kick anyway. Yeah. So I, like, I used to watch all the Toy Stories just constantly. On repeat, I, just like. Yeah, just all day, every day. I, I had my own Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I had my. Oh, what did I have? I had Buzz. I had Woody. Yeah. yeah. I had Bullseye. You had a bullseye? I had a bullseye. Nice. Nathan's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk about the 1%, am I right? Yeah, jeez. No, <laughs> talk about the only child life, am I right? Yeah, I'm an only child. <laughs> Just unloved. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> okay, so before we delve into... Three mate, guys disappoint parents. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, mine is Bug's Life. I don't know why that took me so long to know. I know what it is. It's Bug's Life. Bug's Life... So I I feel like it's always relatively easy to start something, but it's difficult to maintain it. Yeah. And Bugs Life came second, and if Bugs Life hadn't been anywhere near as good as it was, I don't think that it would have necessarily worked as a as a franchise. Like Pixar could have been dead in the water if Bugs Life was rubbish, and you never would have had Toy Story two. You never would have had all the other ones that were going to come along. And it it's such a solidly strong film throughout. It, it's so good. It's just it's it is a really good film. The only thing that like mars it for me now is Kevin Spacey, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit easier to ignore his presence though because you don't have to see him. Yeah, but it's still his voice in it in a kids yeah, film that just makes it weird. That does make it weird. So like that's kind of what's avoided it from the top three for me, to be honest. Uh, which nice is one, Kevin. A sad time, but you know, unfortunately, that's that's, that's got to be the way it is. 
So, George, to start us off with your top three, please, bud. The bronze medal, if you will. The bronze medal. Uh, yeah, my third is Toy Story 3. Nice. How's that for symmetry? Three. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, for me, it was the most uh, impactful of the Toy Story films. And I watched it when I was like 15. But I think it was just a perfect send off for the the toys. And, you know, I enjoyed Toy Story 4. Is this picking up? Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed Toy Story 4. But, um, yeah, it, it didn't really need to be made because Toy Story 3 was the perfect send off. I mean, you've got all these characters leaving Andy, going to a new home. And the final scenes, you know, you've got the the conveyor belt scene mm. in the you know the garbage disposal, and then the final send off where it's like so long, partner. I was like, oof, oof. Yeah. big oof. Um, it, it that scene got me more than the more than the because we all knew they were going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like logically, yeah, yeah. my film exactly. brain kicked in, and I was like, they're going to be fine. It's all right. Still got twenty minutes to go. It's fine. But when they said goodbye to Andy, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. And that for me was was the perfect way to finish it, and it's strange that they brought it back. Like I said, I did enjoy it, but yeah, for me, I think I liked the humour in the third one as well. It was funny. Mm. Uh, I know you've got some problems with it, so it was a Buzz Lightyear and stuff. Yeah, not necessarily. My problem is the fourth one more with Buzz, but like Fair. the third one is still good. I just don't think I don't think it has the charm of the old ones. If that makes sense. Yeah, whereas for me, I, I really felt it, and um, yeah, I just had a load of fun with it. For like ninety percent of the time, and then the last ten percent just killed me. Yeah. So you know that's what you want from a Pixar film. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, it had a little bit of a lull in the middle that the other ones didn't necessarily have as much. And that's why it's not like my favourite. But I do still really love that film. It's a great film. It is quality, and you know I just like to be indie and throw in number three. Yeah, fair. Don't want to be mainstream. <laughs> Nathan Wabi. Nathan Wabi. Uh, yeah. So I was considering putting Toy Story three here as well, but I, I went Toy Story two. It mainstream, mainstream. No, I'm just kidding. That's actually quite indie. Yeah. Toy yeah, Story one, I feel like, would be maybe than most people's. See, I always thought it was Toy Story two as everyone's favorite. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't I, it just kind of bypassed me when I was a kid. I don't know why. Yeah, I think like, it, I've seen it a couple of times, but it's just not. Yeah, didn't it didn't hit hit. Yeah, as well. that's fair. That's fair. It's like it's around that sweet spot where the, I think the first one. What year did the first one come out? Ninety five, I think. Ninety-five. So I wasn't even born when that one came out. I was. It was like, I think it was the year I was. I was yeah. Born. You remember it well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so obviously I saw the first one when I was really, really young, and then the second one. I think I was. I don't know, like maybe seven or eight when I first watched that one. So I was just about old enough to understand what was happening. Um. Plus, like, I, I had already grown quite attached to the first one. So by the time the second one came out, like I wasn't like I was just excited to see the characters again and introducing Jessie as well. I had like a new dynamic to it, which mm. and she's a cool character. Definitely. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing that lets Toy Story three down a little bit. The characters they introduce aren't anywhere near as good as like Jesse and Bullseye and all that lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Not as iconic. No. Yeah, because if you think if you think about if I said to you like who, who like who comes to mind when I say Toy Story, you go Buzz, Woody, and then it'd be Jesse, Bullseye. Those sorts of characters, where's like Slinky Dog, Wheezy, oh Wheezy, Wheezy is. Oh, is he, is he the second one? He's well? in Toy Story oh, too. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the whole. Kit. He kicks the whole plot off because oh, he gets put Wheezy. into the trash and they don't want him to. Oh my god! And I love penguins as well. So that's like a double whammy for me. I love I the love remote it. control car. I had one of those. Uh, I had the remote control car. Oh yeah, the remote control car was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was next level. I had that car as well when I was a kid. Oh, it's beautiful. 
It is a be- oh, it's a beautiful. It's a work of work of genius. So Toy Story Two is just incredible, really. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's like it's got a lot of standout moments though. Because like when I think of Toy Story Three, the only the only bit that really sticks to me now is the uh, the the trash compactor. Uh, is it other fur- is it a furnace? It's a furnace. Yeah, because they're about yeah, to burn, both. aren't they? Yeah, Either the, the toys yeah. are holding hands. That's all. The, that's the all toys are holding hands. That's what you really need to know. But then, when I think of Toy Story, when I think of Toy Story in general, I think of like the airport scene mm-hmm. uh, when they go to Al's toy barn, sneaking across the road in the yeah. cones. Yeah, that's yep. Toy Story too. Yeah, wrecking yeah. all of the cars. The yeah. bit where he fights with Zorg in the lift as well, oh, which is uh, definitely ripped sorry, off Star it's, Wars. It's pronounced Zerg. Zerg, sorry, yeah, <sighs> I got it wrong. I'm sorry. Calls himself a Toy Story fan. <laughs> You're not, you're not an absolute stand like the rest of us, though. <laughs> I just love the fact that he's beating him on the thing and the voice locks and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Buzz, buzz, buzz. That's your thing as well, because like, fair enough. Like, 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 the original Toy Story, like, it, it could, like, you could see it as a bit of a gimmick, like the whole talking mm. toys kind of thing. But like, for the second one to arguably be, be better is a pretty big achievement. It gave it real heart, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. Like, Toy Story Two proved how much we'd grown to love the characters in Toy Story One. Mm. I'd agree with that. Very philosophical as well. Very, very. Okay. How about you, Chris? I'm gonna. Uh, I've been, I've, I really can't decide on the order, but I think you, my, you need to go Toy Story One now to complete it. No, I'm not. I'm not. The trilogy. Uh, I'm gonna go Inside Out. Nice. Because it's a That's great. A it's a great film. I don't want to see it. No, no, I won't, I won't pull it out now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it, it's a it's a really good film. It actually manages to simplify what your mental state is to a kid, but is also really like hard hitting for adults watching it as well so I think it marries it does what Pixar is really good at doing which is the ability to marry stuff for adults and kids and put it in the in a film so both can enjoy it I think that's something that Disney themselves don't necessarily do as, as well um, but in terms of that that film is incredible and Bing Bong Jesus Christ like that ending Yeah, I don't I, want to spoil it too much for in case anyone hasn't seen it because it is obviously 2016 fine. but Jesus Christ, yeah. I cried so I, hard. I'm, I'm going to jump on this one as well, because this was my number two. Okay, fair. Um, same reasons, really. Like I say, it's, it's it's essentially two films in one, where it's yeah. just, it's like, I think I might actually be quoting something off the Empire podcast here. That could easily be happening. Okay, oh. but say it anyway. P- possible credit to the Empire podcast for this. But it, it's like, it's a colourful uh, sort of animation for the kids. Mm. But like as you say, for, for the adults, especially if you've dealt with anything like that, mm. it's pretty hard-hitting stuff. Mm. And it, it does it in like a, you know, it's a quirky way, but it's like it's so simple. Like it's yeah. not, it's not, it's deep without coming across as being really complicated. Yeah. Also, shout out to Amy Poehler being yeah, joy because she's great in that film. Yeah. And just she's every, just great in everything. Yeah. She is really. Yeah. Let's be honest. We love Amy Poehler. Yeah. Just every time anger is on screen. <laughs> oh my god. But sadness yeah. is also good as well. You that film wouldn't work if sadness was crap. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's, for me, it's the epitome of what of what Pixar do, where mm. it's like it makes. I say a, a colourful animated film, but also touches on real world issues in a way that other animated films just don't. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. What's your so, number two, Chris? Now we'll go with yours. Yeah. Go around. Yeah, yeah, back to you now. I thought I'd mix it up, but no, nah, back to you, mate. I still haven't decided what the order is. That's the main reason. <laughs> uh, for me, it is The Incredibles. One. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me like that, just because I prefer The Incredibles too. Wrong. I just wanted to make it clear. Yeah, exactly. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. It's Wrong. just it's just more fun. No, 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 no. The first Incredibles is so fun, and it's it <clears> felt <throat> it feels timely now with all the superhero yeah. stuff that's going on. That kind of uh, approach to it all, and, and kind of ripping on the superhero genre and everything, but doing it really intelligently. And the 
The family dynamic's great. I think all the characters are so iconic mm. that you you know Frozone. they're all. Even be, even Jack Jack, you know, mm. he's just like he don't even say a word, but he's just quality. But, and um, and the story is so good. Like I, I remember being shocked when Syndrome yeah, came along, and you know, you see the he felt betrayed and getting his revenge, and then you got Edna. Edna, oh, absolute comedy genius. You, you know, it's the director who voices Edna. Yeah, right? I saw <laughs> that the other seriously. day. Yeah, it's Brad Bird. Yeah, <laughs> oh my it's the God. bloke who directs it. It's a bloke. Yeah, it's because oh Edna Mod <laughs> and a guest. That, that, Darling, that, sorry, that is See, <laughs> iconic, incredible, iconic. Hey. <laughs> but on. no, I do, I do agree that Moving Incredibles on. is exceptional film. I just, for me, the pacing is a bit weird in the second act. Like it, I, it's a yeah, bit. Yeah, I think as weird. a ten-year-old, I wasn't really critiquing it. I haven't seen it since. But that's the thing. Like, I, I put, I balanced the two, and Incredibles two as, whilst the villain isn't as good because it's not as great a motivation as Syndrome. Like the pacing of that film is like so much quicker. And it's I'm quicker, but as a result, I I didn't really connect to it as much. See, I I, I felt it was just quick enough that it, like I connected to every single bit. But yeah, that's interesting because I just when I finished it, I was just like, okay, that's the film done, cool. Yeah, just like right chips. Yeah, whereas like oh, just all the all the design work and stuff on the first one was quality as well, like that big born with the legs that he has to fight. Mm. Oh, when he first goes to the island. Yeah, yeah. and you've got. And it, it, it inspired like the best PlayStation 2 game. Oh Incredible. my god, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. That game was amazing. Oh, there's, there's a finding. Sorry, this is completely off track now. There's a finding Nemo PS2 game, PS1 game. I had the demo on PC. Yeah. Oh my god, you, you know the bit. <laughs> That's a flex, George. You, you know the bit in the film where they're like bouncing across the jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the levels, and it was insane. It was like it was like Dark Souls before Dark Souls was a thing. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It introduced you to the horrors of video gaming. Oh, look at me now. Looking you know, a weathered professional. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's Chris. So, have you had enough time to think about yours? No, but sure, let's go. Um, I think it has to be Monsters Inc. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. got to be. It's, it's got. I didn't want to just in case Nathan Warby copies, but Monsters Inc. Is like so it's <laughs> second named nonstop. Wow. wow, you're establishing a brand. Yeah, you know what it is? It's because I had to sub edit your thing earlier, and it had your full name on it, and now I just keep saying it. Um, it's a quality name. Wait, wait, you you wrote my full name on it then? Yeah, I did because you've got it because it's an article. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's straying away from the point. Monsters yes. Inc. is great. So the reason Monsters Inc. is great is because Mike Wazowski. Yes. Yes. Sully and the yeah. betrayal at the end when he's like father figure betrays him. Yeah. It, oh, exactly. That, that's her, like he goes to Mister Wharton and he's like, "Come on, we've got this." And it's a massive assassination in corporate America as well, which is I quite like. If you're yeah. watching it as an adult, it's like, you know, they're. I mean, you could you could apply it now in the fact that oil companies are doing all the oil stuff, and yet you could be using green energy, and they're like, "Yeah, but no, don't worry about <laughs> it. You don't want to be worrying about that." Because and then they find this thing that's actually better for them, and like actually is cheaper, and it makes everyone happier. So it's it's a massive attack on corporate and capitalism, and yet told once again like in a kids film. Yeah. Um, but Mike Wazowski is wonderful. Boo is great as well. Boo's just the cutest character just ever. Kitty. Oh, it's so. So it's heartbreaking. When he has to send her back, dude. Yeah. Oh, I cry so. Why am I picking all the ones that make me cry at the end? Because what Pixar does. Yeah, pick, there is no Pixar film that doesn't try to, to make bring you, a few yeah. tears up. That that's a good point. And uh, that had one of the 
just most despicable bad guys ever. Oh, Randall, Randall's I the hated worst. Randall. Like, I, I'm going to jump on this one as well because because you are apparently just my spirit animal when it comes to Pixar. <laughs> this is my number one. It's my number one as well. Wow, is it actually? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Like wow. you say, it's just such a clever film. It is. Yeah. It's ridiculous, and it, and it was early on in the process as well. It's one of the early ones. Yeah, like, it is. The, the, the way that Pixar seems to like they. They pick what like what could be a gimmick, and they just flesh it out so much to the well, point yeah, that like it actually feels like a real world. Yeah, honestly, yeah, or like the little jokes yeah, or monster like, themed yeah. jokes, and like yeah. they've got everyday items that we know, yeah. and they just put a twist it, on it. it, it's, it the, the 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 like attention to detail is yeah. brilliant. Uh, Detective Pikachu reminded me a bit like that. Yeah, like, it's just like that first yeah. bit where like it's just like the shots like through the city. And it's like it's just everyday activities, but with some weird like monster themed spin on it. Yeah. Oh, the monster restaurant. Yeah, well. like, like, like the, yeah, like the guy who's like cooking, like doing sushi and stuff, and he's just got like a thousand arms. It's just like slices and stuff left yeah. right and center. And, and then you've got the the uh, Mike Wazowski's boss, who's just got the most iconic voice. It was like, "Get it done, Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Your paperwork's late again." Plus, like, the, like the little genius. flip as well of the fact that like the, like the the monsters are terrified of humans when they're mm. not in the bedroom. Yeah, like the second there's like a sock. <laughs> yeah, and right he has to get fully shaven. Yeah. Oh, but they, they do they sad. do that right at the beginning, don't they? Because yeah. like yeah. they they establish it really well because you, they've got that whole monster creeping in and then they scream because the kid sits up, and it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I think that's it as well. For me, it's the funniest I think Pixar film that I've seen. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be up there, definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely the bit where they get sent to the. Oh, this is just. But for listeners at home, this is just us reminiscing about the entire plot of Monsters, Inc. So. Which is the main reason we're doing this. Well, yeah, well. let's be real. But I really do enjoy the bit where they get sent away and Mike's sulking with him. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. But like, like the the, uh, the Abominable Snowman is so happy when he's like making snow cones. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, snow cone! But I, I said, but I can remember like that being like traumatizing as a kid because I, yeah. I like bawling when they got pushed through the door and like there was like oh, yeah. add snow. Oh, my God. It's it's got one of the best like pacings of of a Pixar film. Not to get back to that, but I do I do. Yeah, I think the writing of it is probably the best for me. Also, like, sounds weird to say like action set piece, but like the whole fight for the doors and stuff as well. Mm. Genius, yeah. genius. Yeah. Yeah. What a final battle! Months to figure yeah, out. Like, yeah, we think again. Like we're talking two thousand one. I want to say. I Something think so. Like yeah, yeah. It rings a bell. Yeah. yeah, like so for that time as well. Like the animation, it was really really cool. It was, but for me, what's your top one? Second. Well, so Toy Story 2 for me has to be top. Ah, nice. We're so like uninspired. Not, yeah. not one person was like, yeah, do you know what? Good Dinosaur. But it's not. It's trash. Good Dinosaur. Um, that's really good. I haven't actually seen it. No, it's a bad film. No? Um, it, it does. It, oh, right. So my problem with Good Dinosaur is it it takes that thing that Pixar do and they're like, yeah, we're going to make you cry. And then it just makes that the whole film. Mm. Which is not the point of a Pixar film. Exactly. You look at the ones we picked, and there's so much humor in there as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And like Good Dinosaur from the beginning, you're like, oh, you're going to try and make me cry. I know you are. But Toy Story 2 for me is just edges Monsters Inc. Like, just as well. Like, not by much at all. Um, it's a photo finish. It is a proper, like, close one. But I think it's got an excellent bad guy, just like Monsters Inc. does in um, Stinky Pete. Is that his name? Oh, yeah. Stinky what a treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but the d- difference between him and Randall is that, like you think Al is the bad going to be the big bad guy, and it turns out Stinky Pete right at the end. Yeah. Like, Whoa, it's proper like yeah. twitchery. Um, they, do, they, they do rip that off again in Toy Story Three. They do. The they massively the rip it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's you, my, you can see one, that coming though. Yeah, that's my one slight against Toy Story Three. Yeah, it's, it's basically <laughs> Toy Story Two. Yes. Big claims. Big but claims. Toy Story Two doesn't make me cry as much as Toy Story Three does. 
I see. I, I'm not necessarily looking for the ones that made me cry. I'm looking for the ones that gave me like a complete journey. <laughs> the other two um, on your list both made you cry. Yeah, they did. Um, but they gave me a complete journey. Well. And this one gives me a, like full on like from beginning to end friendship journey. And that's what I think. That's why I didn't like Toy Story Four as much because the whole thing in that film is Buzz and Woody's friendship. Like in Toy Story Two, particularly. That's the pay- yeah. The and they try the same payoff. Yeah, and it doesn't work there's no groundwork for it exactly whatsoever. whereas yeah. they spend the entire of Toy Story 2 giving you groundwork for like the fact that Buzz is going to go for Woody and then Woody turns him down and he's like I'm not coming with you and then changes his mind and he's like actually you know what yeah like our friendship means more than my own happiness and I, I like all that whole element I mean, it stresses the importance of family and everything like that and I, just, I think it's a really really good film regardless of the fact that it's a kids film oh yeah like yeah. oh yeah to, to, call, to call Pixar films kids films is it's, it's a bit like, re- reductive, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's oversimplifying it. It is, yeah. and it's a shame that they get labelled like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, j- just because it looks childish doesn't mean it necessarily is. They're, yeah, they're it's, really it's an animated film. It's yeah. not, they're not necessarily kids' films. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's, there's always something there for adults. Yeah, always. They're, always. they're bright and colourful, but always. also incredibly cripplingly sad. Yeah. yeah. Like, Jessie's song did make me sad, like, cry when I was a kid. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Definitely. When she got because of that, oh, when she got abandoned. But that's the thing, like it's dealing with like abandonment and trust issues, and whether you can trust so, again once you've been abandoned. Yeah, so like, many. Jesus Christ. Well, the whole Toy Story, Toy Story story. Hey, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Sure, we'll, we'll go with it. Like that's like, like the Prince whole thing is about like finding where you belong and like mm. what your purpose is. Uh, but it's also or about knowing. Nemo. Or finding Nemo. Or finding. But or it's about Nemo. also as well with no, Toy I'm Story. I'm pretty sure finding Nemo is just about bad parenting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, bad parenting and animal yeah. abuse. Yeah. And animal but, abuse. But yeah. the one with Toy Story that I really like is the fact that it's knowing that everything's going to come to an end and enjoying it anyway. That's yeah. the big message of Toy Story. Because they know those the kids are going to grow up and they tackle it every single time. And like right at the end of Toy Story 2, she's like, what, this is going to be over? And he's like, yeah, but just enjoy it now. Enjoy it, bro. And that, that's a really important message, especially nowadays. This might be a reach, because obviously none of us are anywhere near old enough for this to be a thing. But we might, like, I'm trying to think of it from my parents' point of view when we were in the cinema watching it. So, like, surely, like, the the kid, uh, sorry, the toy is kind of becoming obsolete because the kids have grown up. I imagine the parents probably identify quite a lot with that as well. Oh, yeah, mm. definitely. Because yeah. it's, it's not just about, yeah, it's about the kid growing up. Yeah. And, yeah, they're throwing and they're, out all the stuff. they're becoming obsolete as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And you see that as well throughout it. Yeah, yeah. Like Andy stops relying on his mom anywhere near as much by the third film, and you, she's she's upset by that, and it's brutal. Andy's mom, what what an absolute legend! I love the fan theory that Andy's mom might be Emily, that's Jesse's owner. Yeah, I love that. I want that to be true so much. I imagine it is as well because Pixar just does that sort of detail yeah, just does. for no reason. It does, which I respect. It's like uh, it was in the, uh, the the Pizza Planet truck is in like every Pixar film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Genius. <laughs> So, does that mean that Monsters Inc. is the Pixar film? Since unless I've convinced you was... otherwise, that Two Story Two is better. Uh, I didn't realize we were doing a proper ranking. I like, was this? So was, you had Nathan wants to do the maths. I'm just spitballing it. I had Toy Story Two, but no. Where was did Mon- you have? Where was did, Monsters Inc.? You had For me second. second. Yeah, it's got oh, yeah, to be then. Hasn't it? Yeah, because Toy Story Two is not on my list. So yeah, Monsters Inc. I I will not let Toy Story Two be anything but second. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, and then miscellaneous well, third film, Inside Out? Question mark. I haven't seen it, so I'm going to trust your opinion what, and what, say yes. What, what was your other one? Toy Story three and The Incredibles. The Incredibles. Oh, The Incredibles. The Incredibles. I, th- I think for me, like if, if like Incredibles would have been like fifth, like the, the first Europa League spot. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been a solid fourth for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy to give it to Inside Out. 
and they actually spoke yeah. so highly of it. Inside Out is really good. Go home and watch it. Yeah. Um, One day. It's probably the most grown-up Pixar film. Yeah, it definitely is. You know. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> you can, you can tell its original audience has grown up and is now telling yeah, films exactly. to them as yeah. well, which is quite nice. <laughs> and they're all mentally scarred from the films that they watched. <laughs> yes. The Pixar films. Now they're they getting watched. their own back. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Congratulations, Monsters, Inc. 19 years on. Yeah, and it's still, still winning awards. Still winning awards. awards. And some would say that this is the most prestigious award you can win. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, some might say that, Nathan. It's definitely not the, us, but some. Not us, but it. some. Some might. Say it's some definitely might say the it. biggest audience size for an awards. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So this takes us to unprepared oh, yeah. questions for unprepared people. Um, Who is it that for? Chris. Chris. Yeah, our host our today. Host. Have you thought of anything, Nathan, I'm in no. this last millisecond? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, all right. So my, my we, we were going to cover this, and I'm just going to ask you as a quick, okay, okay, quick okay, fire okay. question. Yeah, With the news that Bond's been pushed back, yes. right? It's had a it's had a tough time it in has. production. Oh, anyway. it's, it's not had a great time, has it? And the, it. the character is having a tough time. It feels kind yeah. of lost. Should Bond be scrapped or changed, or are you happy for just another? person to come in and then try again changed in what way it should be nowhere near as serious i think yeah i agree um because that was all well and good in the early 2000s when it was basically riffing off the born films yeah um which literally if you put them shot by shot next to each other it's basically a born film but now it needs because kingsman's so successful spy has been really successful it needs to go back to mcu being, yeah, it needs to go back to like that when camp the funniness. first when Casino Royale came out it was two thousand six. Yeah, so it's before Iron Man even yeah. came out. Yeah, exactly. There's not an appetite really for super serious action films. Like, no, even like John Wick has like some ironic humor and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It. And I think I think it either needs to go the John Wick way and be super gory. Yeah, and, like, or intense like, and or one shot. Actually, have some also. interesting kind of combat scenes. Yeah, as opposed or to just cool driving. It stuff. needs to go funny because at the moment I just watch a Bond film and I'm just like, okay, we're glow, we're glow popping again. Okay, he's got shot. Okay, the end. Yeah, cool. and it's it is just an action film. Like yeah. these days, I feel like films need to cross genres every time. Yeah, and Bond just doesn't. It needs it needs to emulate Hobson Shaw. <laughs> Okay, and uh, thank no you one. for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really joking. But in that kind of, not necessarily Hobson Joe, but like that kind of, it needs to be funny. Yeah, there's self awareness at least. Exactly. Cause and to to be fair, this film might have that because obviously Phoebe Waller Bridge came in. She's, yes. you know, amazing comedic mind. But now we have to wait until the end of the year to, to find out. Yeah, and I think it does dramatically need to change. So I wouldn't you be wouldn't opposed to a black scrap it. Yeah. No, I wouldn't scrap it because I feel like. The vehicle itself, because it reaches so many people, can do st- still do something. Yeah. But I feel like its core values need to change a little bit to catch up with the modern time. In the same way that they did when they did Daniel Craig, because they, it was funny, it was stupid. People weren't taking it seriously anymore. That, and it I was think, kind of yeah. being left on the shelf a bit with Brosnan and stuff. But now they need to kind of go back to that, because that's what people want now. Yeah, I think you've nailed it there. When Craig came in 2006, it was what was needed, and it was At what time, was wanted. Yeah. And then... By Spectre, it had kind of gone full circle and it was a perfect ending for that character. Yeah. And then Craig just kind of pushed it. Yeah, I think we yeah, should... Can't, can't blame him. You know, a lot no. of money on the table. I don't uh, think we should have this film, though. No, I agree. Nor, nor Spectre, because that was terrible. No, we should have stopped at Skyfall. Yeah. 
and, and then, then brought in Idris Elba or something. Yeah. yeah, Idris Elba would be great. Or even if you want, if you do want to keep with White James Bond, fine. Henry Cavill is a thing. Yeah, like <laughs> I personally would go Henry Golding because the guy's Fair. suave. He's young as well, so he's got you know Daniel you Craig came in Bond, still quite yeah. old. I think yeah, like a young inexperienced Bond. Who would was be the guy in nineteen seventeen? The lead in that. Yeah, he George Mackay. Sick. The amazing, the one that then I've seen him in. Yeah, George Mackay. Wait, have you seen nineteen seventeen yet? Yes. Okay. Spoiler alert, the one that dies or the one that carries on? The one that carries on. Yeah, I agree. He's he would cool. be sick. And he is already shown versatility this year. Is he 1917. Suave I, don't, I don't know. You look at some of the Bonds in the past, some of them aren't that suave. To me, Daniel Craig is not suave. Like you, Obviously, he's a... You wouldn't have said Taron Egerton was when, before he got cast in Kingsman. Genuinely. It's a fair point. So, like, th- this is where for me because I've never seen a single James Bond film, so I'm very much an outsider in this. So, like, what is it? What is it? You said like the core values. What is it that brings people to James Bond every time? I think it's the fact that it, they know it's a reputation they know, and they've kind of always grown. A lot of people have grown up with it. So you've got people like my dad who just like watched every Bond film because that's what you do in the 1970s because there's not a lot else to do. And you've got people now who are coming to it expecting like a fresh, modern, cool action film that's and aren't it. getting that. It's the, obviously Bond is cool. That is the whole point. Yeah, okay. but Bond I has feel to be like cool. right. the definition of cool has changed obviously since like the 1960s when it first started yeah and now like you say with the craig films i feel like that character that iteration of the character to me is just not cool anymore it's still kind of like you're watching your dad go around on an action film exactly like he doesn't the the comedy in it has not been good like you say no but it wasn't but it wasn't spyful it was funny yeah not spy- think, yeah, is it spy- yeah, Spyfall. Skyfall. Skyfall, sorry. Yeah. Spyfall is the Doctor Who episode. Oh. Well, like, it's weird because um, I always look at James Bond a bit like Doctor Who. Mm. Like, the, the reason I haven't watched James Bond is because of Doctor Who. <laughs> like, not, like, not, but Interesting. For, for the same reasons that I don't watch Doctor Who, where it's like it's quite daunting to just jump into it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like You could just jump in from Casino Royale onwards because it, it hard okay. resets at Casino right. Royale. Like, su- it proper hits it because it knew it was coming to the like a an aging audience that were already invested and were going to stay invested regardless of what they did but they needed to attract new people so they like just hard reset that and it and in all honesty Bond is like the perfect franchise you just dip into any film yeah they're, because none of them really link apart from no the characters ones. apart from his like little team at MI5 6 whichever uh, actually stay okay. so yeah all the bad guys gone they've, they've started to try and bring him back but with no real basis yeah it's weird they're bringing like Blofeld back and stuff like yeah that's the thing it needs new stuff i don't want old bombs especially when it didn't work yeah like the first time. and they've done it again yeah like why um and i think that's the problem is the fact that they don't quite they're they're trying to riff off their own history but their history isn't is it's strong enough but pe- that's not what people want people want not the cool new action film yeah. like i say that's that's not really what they're going to get by doing that. So. Yeah, the game's changed, I think. Exactly, and they need to change along with it, otherwise yeah. it's going to die. Do, do, you think it, do you think it should go the John Wick route, then? I, like I say, either John Wick or, or the not as quippy and as stupid as the MCU route, but the old like Brosnan films. Yeah, with a bit more kind of subtlety to it. Yeah. But some sort of self-awareness. Now those films were ridiculous, but they knew they were. Yeah, they, and I respect that. It like it winked at the camera like every five minutes, being like, "We know we're stupid, but yeah. we're now going to drive an Aston Martin car. off a cliff." Yeah. Right. Okay. It was that kind of kind of like that's what Kingsman was ripping off when they did that film. They were yeah. ripping off the Brosnan film. Austin Powers. Yeah, 
Austin Powers was ripping off like old school <laughs> Bond. Proper old school exactly. But like that killed Bond and that's why they needed to exactly. make it serious. So and like, they've done it and now it's time to kind of mix it up again. Yeah, you either go back to being funny, which I think would suit the brand as a whole because that's what it always was. Again, or, with the right actor. Yeah, with the right actor. Or you go the serious and get George Mackay and, or McKay or however you say his name. Yeah. And you go like the, the gritty suit, you go even further into that. I think I think that that might get me in if they if they cast if another hard reset cast a younger actor who because w- when did Daniel Craig get cast? Oh six. Oh six. Yeah, so he's been there like fourteen I d- years. I think at that point I was too young and dumb to know who Daniel Craig was. Mm. So if they cast it now and it was someone that I recognised, I think I might jump in. Yeah. But I say it's, it's difficult. I say when it's like oh you got. Like, it says having rewatched every Marvel film like once a year for like, like three years. You but, just like, don't have time for the Bond films. I just don't have time for the Bond films. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I've got to go back and watch like I mean, how many are there? Like twenty. More than that, mate. Bond. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'd just well, start this is the twenty-fifth one. Yeah, this would be the twenty-fifth. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'd just start from Casino Royale. If I was Casino Royale. And then finish at Skyfall. Yeah, and then don't watch back. <laughs> so that's only three films. Then. Exactly. Okay. okay. It's not that hard. This one, like, this new one's got Rami Malek in it. Yeah, I do like Rami Malek. I like Rami. Yeah, Malek. he's alright. I like Rami Malek. He's good in um, right. he's good in Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. I got burned by Spectre. Yeah, so I'm not going to get excited. Oh, it's such a terrible. Film. I was so excited for it as well. Same. So, after Skyfall was finally the Bond film I wanted. Yeah, like finally we had a funny but also nicely serious. Toad the line was a strong like fast adventure. And it was the same director coming back, right? It was, same uh, director coming Mendes, back. Yeah. Same writers coming back. Like. I was like, yes, it's just going to be more Skyfall. And then they went, now nah, we're going to make it more like the old films where it's a globetrotty one. And I was like, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And it was just crap. It's, it's weird as well, because I was like, I mean, actually films are a bit hit and miss anyway, but like, there, has, there have been some really good ones, like, semi-recently. Like, mm. the, like the latest uh, Mission Impossible was really good. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, it could, go, yeah. it could go the Mission Impossible route. Yeah. I, I forgot about Mission Impossible. Like, they, they, are the, they are just dumb, though. It needs the Simon Pegg Q route as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because Ben Whishaw was great actor, but his character is forgettable. He's just underutilized. Yeah. Do you want a quick question, Nathan? Before we wrap things up, oh, the, the the tongue roll did not work, so I just sounded when weird. You I sounded wrap the. Okay, this is kind of a weird one. Like I don't actually know if like I don't think I have an answer for this. But okay. If there was a live action film that since we've been talking about Pixar. Mm-hmm. Is there a live-action film that you think would benefit from being animated instead? Ooh, I mean, Spider-Man did that, didn't it? Yeah, um, but like, 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 like an actual film, like that was like recreated film for like film for film, frame for frame. But it's like like the opposite of the Lion King. Yeah, like yeah. the reverse Lion the reverse King. Reverse Lion King. Oh, flipping that would benefit um, from like that sort of style. Purely so as I can have all of the cast back and have another one of those films. But it was a TV show originally, Serenity, which was the continuation of the Firefly TV show. Okay. Yeah. Because why? There, it's like fourteen, fifteen years. I think it was two thousand five when Serenity came out. Yeah. And they're now way too old to be playing those parts, um, convincingly. But if they came back and did like an animated sequel, because it's a sci-fi future, so you you can benefit from having the like cool animated style. They've done a load of graphic novels. Um, so it wouldn't be too jarring for the audience coming back to it. And also, people know how to draw them properly. Um, and it would be able to get all of the actors back as like voice actors, and it would still sound and feel the same. It would be the same family again. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say Serenity. 
Do, do you have anything to offer, George? Or no. <laughs> okay. Mainly because I don't like animated films. So. Okay. So. so I, was trying, I was trying to think of like something. Important. I know we just spent the last hour talking about animated yeah, films, yeah. but you know, like the the two that came to mind. The first one was the original Deadpool. <laughs> Yeah, like, that could work. Yeah, because like they like, like the comic in, book style you know in the, jumping uh, out of the Kill yeah. Bill when they have the anime scene yeah. sequence. I really like that because the, you just ramp up the gore even yeah. more. And I think like the fact that he like he like put like for like he's like narrating over it. Like, he like pauses the film and talks over it and breaks the fourth wall, and that would work really well mm. animated. My second one was even though I don't like the film, I think I would actually enjoy it more if it was animated. Baby Driver. Fair. Like with the whole like. I think you could like you could then play it into the music a little bit more, with maybe mm. like the yeah like in like, Spider Verse where it has like the yeah. graphics popping up yeah like the That'd be cool like the the animation could like uh, respond to the music, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's where my head went. But I don't yeah. like that film, so I might just enjoy it more if it was. I'm gonna go for all of the prequels trilogies from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's a good because because uh, of that cartoonish anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like and because Clone Wars is better than. Yeah. Not not the film Clone Wars, the series Clone Wars. And works really well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's what I'd go for. Yeah, Fair. makes sense. Makes sense. And on that bombshell. On, on that bombshell, bombshell, it's time for us to end. I'm not going to say anything else because I imagine I would get sued. Uh, <laughs> what were you going to say? Because it's just the Top Gear thing, isn't it? It's just the... Oh, uh, right, okay. the, Thank you very much okay. for watching. Good night. I but think... You can't oh, say that. You've said it now. Oh, oh, I, I, I think they're too busy counting the money they got from Amazon, so... Yeah, to be fair. I mean, I like New Top Gear. Anyway, um, thank you very much you for listening. I do. I really enjoy it. Oh, let's not do this. Let's I'm one of those this. weird people. I'm sorry. Who's even on it now? Is it still Paddy McGuinness? Paddy McGuinness and Freddie Flintoff, yeah. I mean, oh, oh, God. God. I love it. Oh, right. well. Anyway, my weird love of Top Gear aside, thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week. What are we going to back, be back with? Do we know yet? Or TBC. What a, what a f- well-known <laughs> film TBC is. We're going to be back with the film TBC. Thank you. It very probably much for is a film. Let's be honest. It's probably going to be a film. Should I look up if it's a film? It probably is just, a film. Just to keep oh, go on. Oh, go on then. Go on then. Say Treat, some, treat say us. Some more words. George can edit this out. TBC. I cannot. You can't. This is staying film. in. Oh, why is this got to stay in, George? Because I'll forget by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, entirely. Film wrong. TBC 2012 Rotten Tomatoes. Is it actually a thing? Uh, it still says coming soon. Oh, <laughs> you've been mugged. You got mugged off there, mate. Is that even the official rotation? I think I might have been like, well, truly mugged. Like, yeah, you were yeah, mugged you off were. there, mate. No, um, uh, I don't think it is a film. Fair enough. Well, we will be back with something other than a film that mugged Nathan off. So thank you very much for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again. Bye. Bye. Bye.